What's up, Western? Welcome to SOS, the podcast giving you all the deets on student services. We're here to educate you on the resources that often get lost in administration. Welcome. I'm your host, Vanessa, and today I'm here with Jennifer from the Office of the Ombudsperson. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks a lot for this opportunity, Vanessa. Could we begin with you explaining to our listeners what exactly an ombudsperson is? Well, in the most general terms, an ombudsperson ensures that people are treated fairly. Um, And for Western students specifically, that means that the ombudsperson guides students through difficulties they're experiencing. So, for example, a scholastic offense or a code of conduct accusation, Um, It could be a grade or um, a grading practice in a course that they don't think is fair, or it could be a conflict that a student is having with a peer, a roommate, or in the case of graduate students, a supervisor. So the most important defining characteristics of an ombudsperson are confidentiality and impartiality. We do not speak to anyone without the student's written permission And we also don't advocate for students or the university just for whatever's fair. Awesome. And could you tell us what your role is at the Office of the Ombudsperson? So at the Office of the Ombudsperson at Western, the office has two employees, an associate ombudsperson as well as myself as ombudsperson. Um, So in addition to speaking with students and guiding students through concerns, I meet with senior administrators to discuss systemic issues, and I meet with department chairs or associate deans and others to work out issues that students might be experiencing. I'm also responsible for writing and presenting the Ombudsperson Annual Report and presenting that report to the various levels of governance at the university. So in other words, the board, um, I present this to the Board of Governors and to the Senate. And what concerns should students come to the Office of the Ombudsperson about, and how should they go about making an appointment? Well, we can be a first step for students who have concerns but don't know where else to turn. Or we can be a place where students come when they've exhausted all their other options. So really, there's no bad time to come to our office. Um, For example, if a student has questions about a grade they received and wants to appeal, they can visit our website to find out tips on writing a successful appeal and then send us their appeal for review. Or a student may have been accused of a scholastic or conduct offense and not know where to turn. They might be completely scared, um, which would be reasonable, and uh, they could come to us right Um, right at the beginning to find out what the process is and what might happen. We would, uh, in all instances, we explain the process um, in a specific situation. We also review appeal letters, prepare students for meetings with administrators, um, and, and things like that. We can also help in conflict situations. So we can give students tips on managing a conflict with a peer. Um, For example, sometimes this happens in group assignments. Uh, Students also have conflicts quite often with with academic or research supervisors, and we can guide students through those those conflicts as well. Yeah, I definitely think appealing a grade could be quite intimidating. So could you run us through how a student should go through this process 
and how they could use the office of the ombudsperson in this scenario? Sure. So the first thing I always tell students when they come to us regarding an appeal is that it doesn't have to be intimidating. I get that it is, but it doesn't have to be. There are appeal, There are processes at Western and policies at Western for a reason. Um, it's And it's so that students can be guaranteed that they're treated fairly. So this appeal that they're intimidated by is really just their right as a student. So that's the first thing I always tell them. I also reinforce that professors or administrators aren't going to hold a grudge. So most professors uh, have seen many students appeal throughout their, cons- their careers. So students just need to remember that their pro- professor probably isn't even going to remember in six months that the student appealed. But the first thing a student must do when, uh, when questioning a grade and thinking they might want to appeal is to speak to the professor. The student needs to understand why they received the mark they did. And I'm the first to admit that some professors, a minority, but still some, can try to intimidate students, but that is the minority. So meeting with professors about assignments and exams is an important part of the learning process and is an important part um, of the appeal process. So students need to make sure they do that. Once a student has met with the professor, if they still have concerns with the grade, then they can appeal to the undergraduate chair of the department or the program offering the course. So what that is, is a written appeal. It's a letter that outlines what the student is appealing and on what grounds they're appealing it. The student should also provide any documentation to support their arguments. The documentation might include slides explaining concepts from the course or emails between the TA or professor and the student. The Office of the Ombudsperson has lots of resources uh, on our website that discuss how to appeal and what to include. We also have a sample letter on there that students can take a look at. But our Associate Ombudsperson and myself are also happy to review a student's appeal before they submit it. Many of the faculty websites also include very thorough information about appeals. And that is definitely something that students should look at. So there are two messages that I want to send loud and clear. The first is that students need to do their research before appealing. So they should research or they should read the information on their faculty website and read the guides that are on our website, um, which I'll, I'll give you Uh, before we finish. But the second thing I want to point out is that students need to discuss their grade with the professor or the TA before appealing. Professors don't, usually, professors don't just randomly assign grades. They usually have very valid reasons for assigning a grade. And it's important that the student understands those reasons. So they need to go and talk to the professor. That was a great answer. And now, are there any academic deadlines students must meet when coming to the office of the ombudsperson? So our office um, specifically doesn't have deadlines, but there are deadlines 
academic deadlines at the university, um, which I have to say the departments and the faculty strictly adhere to. So there's a general deadline schedule on our homepage on the right-hand side, but the academic calendar is the official location for deadlines. So students should always go to the academic uh, calendar to find specific deadlines. Appeals for grades in exams and assignments are due three weeks after receiving the grade. So if, uh, in other words, if a student's grade is posted on OWL on March 5th, the appeal would be due to the undergrad chair on March 26th, three weeks later. Final grades for marks received in April. So final grades for this term for, uh, sorry, for a full year or a half year winter term course are due June 30th. So that's an important date for students to keep in mind this term. Of course, students can appeal before the deadline, but those dates are the absolute deadlines. Um, as far as our office goes, Vanessa, we try to respond to students within 24 hours of the student contacting us. However, we do get very busy, especially around appeal deadline time. So we appreciate if students can give us a couple of days, um, two or three days to review an appeal. But for the most part, we, we are very resp responsive to students. Perfect. And we've spoken so much about academics. What are some non-academic concerns students could come to the Office of the Ombudsperson about? So the major things we hear about, non-academic issues we hear about, are residence contract and code of conduct issues. Those are the two most common non-academic reasons that students come to the office. And where can students go to get some more information about the Office of the Ombudsperson? Well, I referred to our website, and that's probably the best place to go. So the Ombuds website is at uwo.ca slash ombuds, O-M-B-U-D-S. And it has a lot of great resources for navigating issues. So it's got resources for appeals, for scholastic offenses, uh, code of conduct accusations, things like that. Students also can find out more about what an ombudsperson does by watching some of the videos. There are two videos posted on our homepage that students can watch to find out more about what, the, what an ombudsperson is. And now it's time for our hot alert. Today's burning question is, what made you want to get involved at the office of the ombudsperson and what made you want to become an ombudsperson? Well, that's an excellent question, because I don't think anybody grows up saying they want to be an ombudsperson. Um, I, and I certainly did not, I worked in marketing communications and public relations before taking time off to be at home with my kids. Um, so, and then I just kind of fell into this, uh, to this job when I was ready to go back to work once my kids were in high school. So this job gives me the opportunity to work with youth. I love youth, whether they are six months old or 24. I enjoy working with young people and seeing development and things like that. Um, it also gives me a chance to use my communication skills to promote the office. So, you know, creating websites and doing things like this, um, just getting out there and talking about the office. But nothing makes me feel better 
um, really than when a student with whom I've been working, sometimes I have students I've been working with for a couple of years, and they'll come to me and say, you made a difference. You know, I'm still not happy with the decision that was made, but I understand it. I understand the reasons for it. And, you know, you have made a difference uh, basically in my time at Western. So that's really why I, I've been here 10 years and that's why I do, I continue to do what I do. That was such a great answer. Now, before we sign off, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know? So really generally, uh, I want to give students some advice that I have to give myself every single day, which is when something happens, take a step back and put yourself in the other person's shoes. So rather than focusing on the what has happened, focus focus on the why. So if somebody has done something in a group meeting or if a professor has said something in class or um, marked you a certain way, rather than getting upset about it right away, which believe me, I understand, um, think about why. Why is this a decision? that was made by the professor. Why did this student say this in a group meeting? Um, and I think that kind, of, that kind of thinking helps everybody, whether it's students, faculty, um, and administrators, it helps us all understand the other person's position much better. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jennifer, and telling me about the Office of the Ombudsperson. For any students wanting to take advantage of this amazing service, you can find more information at www uwo.ca slash ombuds. Thank you for listening. I'm Vanessa, over and out. Remember, these resources are for all students. So whenever you're feeling stranded, don't shout for an SOS. Come see a student service.